0: Welcome to the B-Block Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Scott. I appreciate you for joining me. Hey, it's been really awkward for a Houston sports fan lately. Really awkward. Or at least if you cover Deshaun Watson or if you've been following the Deshaun Watson news from about a week ago up until now, there have been... At least as of Tuesday afternoon Fourteen Lawsuits filed against the Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson Alleging Some type of sexual misconduct In most cases Sexual assault Harassment And some of the details in here man Are just really really awkward Like if you thought it was one thing To be in a situation of trade rumors with Deshaun Watson this guy real real fast like this is nothing to do with football here we're talking about like real life and I don't think we i also just speak for myself I never really saw a situation where this was the conversation we would be having about Deshaun Watson like I couldn't picture it I couldn't imagine it that's not to say that I'm completely shocked by the allegations. That's not to say that I believe or disbelieve the allegations. It's just to say that based off of Deshaun Watson's demeanor and personality, not even to speak to the quality of human he is, because I don't think we know the athletes the way we'd like to think we do, but just based off of his general disposition and the way about himself, these allegations do come off as somewhat surprising from a personality standpoint, not in terms of what he's capable of, but just as a personality, it is surprising to hear some of the things that we are hearing and reading in these lawsuits. I think that one of the lessons to learn as a fan is not to overestimate or underestimate anybody. I think something that's happening for fans is that these athletes are mythology, for a lot of people, these athletes are untouchable in a lot of ways. They are myths. And then I think you add to that this general distaste for women or this reluctance to believe women, especially over the athlete. And that's how you get these conspiracy theories about the lawyer, the attorney for the plaintiffs, Tony Busby being neighbors with Cal McNair and it being some kind of coup with the McNair family and Tony Busby to lessen Deshaun Watson's trade value or to somehow cheapen Deshaun Watson and make him unattractive to a potential trade suitor or that it's bitterness and that they just want to take Deshaun down because he's trying to show up the organization and wants to be traded. And, you know, the, the idea that these women are, money hungry and that they are out for some type of ultimate payday and that this is extortion. Essentially the, the conspiracy theories about the McNair family are far, are far fetched, but you know, some of these things are possible. I mean, at the very least, the, the idea that the women could be, that there could be a woman or some women that are trying to extort or blackmail Deshaun Watson is certainly in play his marketing manager Brian Burney, put that out there, I believe, even in a sworn affidavit on Tuesday, and that seems to be a part of their initial defense, or at least it seems like that's the direction this is going to be going in. You know, you know, Deshaun's trying to his his lawyer Rusty Harden's trying to identify these accusers in confidentiality and. I know Vanessa Richardson from KPRC reported earlier Tuesday that she talked to some people in Watson's camp and some people around the situation that are basically saying that these some of these encounters were consensual sexual encounters. This is going to come down to a he said she said there is no way to know what happened, who's guilty of what. Who's innocent of what, especially when it comes to like the the accusatory nature of the of of everything. Like when we say assault and harassment and like the actual civil charge that is being brought up. We don't know right now. There has not been enough fact finding. Here is what we do know or what at least appears to be the case based off of what's been filed and has not yet been refuted by anyone. Deshaun Watson appears to have an unusual amount of random contact with little to not at all known licensed massage therapists. And in some cases, not even massage therapists. And based off of the communication and the circumstances surrounding how Deshaun meets these women, how he reaches out to these women, how these encounters first begin based off of what's been said. And again, we don't know the truth from the lies. We don't know what's what, and we certainly don't know what happened when these, when these folks actually met, but, it does seem to be fair to glean from what we've seen so far that Deshaun Watson might be soliciting prostitution from women who are not prostitutes. That is one of the things that is standing out to me when you look at the pattern, when you look at the filings, when you read all of the details. And of course, you just try to connect the dots and figure out like what's going on exactly here It appears that Deshaun Watson might be soliciting prostitution from women who are not prostitutes. Deshaun Watson's people acknowledging that some of these were consensual sexual encounters, them acknowledging that is part of why I feel comfortable saying that. If the narrative is going to be that Deshaun Watson randomly messaged a massage therapist on Instagram never met her before. And the first time meeting her is for a massage and they end up having a mutual or consensual sexual encounter that is very suggestive. (laughs) Like that suggests that perhaps that was the goal to begin with. And to me, it leaves the door open for validating this alleged predatory behavior by Deshaun Watson. Again, I'm not accusing Deshaun Watson of no crime or saying that he's guilty of anything that he could find himself liable for. Like, that, that's not where I am with this thing. I'm just saying, based off of the information and based off of the pattern, there does seem to be a strong possibility of predatory behavior. here, And look, I say predatory behavior. I'm only saying it that way because again, these appear to be women who were not down for whatever the apparent wink, wink agreement was, whatever the under the table, what's understood doesn't need to be explained type of deal was. These women didn't seem to be in on it. And so to make a morally neutral observation or thought on prostitution, like like I'm I'm not here to judge that. I'm just here to say, like, if if Deshaun Watson is looking for a sex worker or sex workers, he at the very least should be sure that they are sex workers. Like, there should be an understanding, and it seems to be a a very, very bad idea, at the very least a very, very bad idea, and possibly unsafe here, as if, as these women claim to have felt unsafe and assaulted, it's a terrible idea to be out here guessing on whether this is a legitimate massage or if this is going to be a happy ending. You can't be out here guessing on that. You got to be sure. And that's at best what I take from this lawsuit. At best, Deshaun Watson is out here guessing and trying his luck and perhaps maybe taking it a little too far. Who knows? I'm not there. But if like the circumstances, if the background on all of this is, is correct, if they end up agreeing on the background of these allegations then that at the very least seems to be the case he's going out here trying his luck not really sure assuming hey i'm deshaun watson this is a theory a working theory of mine here hey you know of course this will work thought is if there's more than a dozen women out here to this file lawsuit and i said 14 earlier there's actually 16 now just since i've been recording this but if the idea that is out there that there's more than a dozen women that are accusing him And if this is like his thing, a thing that he does, how many women out there were maybe agreeable? How many times did he not have it escalate the way these women say it did when they met Deshaun? But I don't know how good of a look it is for Deshaun to have it out there that he's reaching out to strangers for a professional service. And in that initial meeting with the stranger that he met for a professional service, their sex. That to me lends credibility to the idea that that's what he's looking for, that that is what is sort of on the table, no pun intended. So Brian Bernie says that this one accuser is trying to blackmail Deshaun. All right, well, so you got one, that's one down, 15 more to go. You got 15 more to discredit now. Now, from a football standpoint, I'm really interested to see how this plays out as far as what does the league do? Well, first of all, let's back up. Everything's going to be predicated on whether this thing goes or becomes a criminal case. If the police get involved here, then that adds a whole new element to this whole thing. And if that happens, you can rest assured that Deshaun Watson will be more than likely suspended for some period of time. But if that doesn't happen and this just remains a civil case and the league is not able to make any kind of definitive judgment on this as far as fact-finding and what happened, but all the teams are – still reluctant to trade or the best time to trade Deshaun Watson is past, the draft is past, and the moment is past and all of that. And you're in a situation where the 2021 season rolls around and Deshaun Watson is still on the Texans. Is it still the case that Deshaun Watson does not want to play football for the Texans anymore? Now, I understand that he doesn't want to play football for the Texans anymore, and I understand that he still wants to play football But is it still true that he's willing to sit out and not just watch the money go away? Because I don't think the money is the issue, but his image and who he is as an entity and as a brand has taken a major hit. And quite frankly, there's not another way for Deshaun Watson To build his brand, a better way for him to build his brand than on the football field. Like the best thing that he does is play football. If they have mucked up this opportunity to be traded by foolishly seeking prostitution or soliciting prostitution from non-prostitutes and then getting it wrong when it gets there. On what the terms of engagement are. If that lands him. If not on the commissioner's list. Or commissioner's exempt list. Or suspended. But just lands him in this awkward predicament. Where the Texans cannot. Trade him. And he's stuck here. What's he do then? And do we have to deal with. The awkward reconciliation of the quarterback who was accused of harassing more than a dozen women, possibly 20 something women within a year span. And all of that is on top of the trade request, right? On top of the trade request, And I mentioned earlier it being awkward. There are things that are detailed in these lawsuits or alleged details in these lawsuits that, you don't really want to know or find out about your quarterback. You know I've, I've interacted with Deshaun and and asked him questions that were not necessarily football related, but we draw the line somewhere. And well, these these affidavits and and you can you can go to the you go to sportsradio1610.com or you can go to the Harris County District Clerk's website and you can go read some of these details yourself. And see some of the things that they are saying about Deshaun, the things that he requested or, you know, some of the things that he wanted these women to do to him. And I would have been just fine without hearing any of that, much less with it being tied to or linked to a possible violent crime, sex crimes, these are things that are in here that I would have done perfectly fine without knowing. But here we are. And I was was reading one of the lawsuits the other day, and there's, you know, there's graphic details in there where they kind of just, they just, like, hit you with, you know, a, a pornographic image, basically, in Word, about your quarterback. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, this is not, I, I, this, what is going on? Why am I learning this? But this is such a wild turn to me that Deshaun goes from just sort of the the quiet, seemingly quiet and mild-mannered dude that, I think many of us thought Deshaun was or tried to make Deshaun out to be because we really don't know. But, you know, we we orchestrate or we create these images in our heads of what the athlete is, and we just kind of go with that. We just kind of run with that. And that's what we've done with Deshaun, even though we don't know him. And that's not to say he's guilty of anything. That's not to say – That he's not the nice guy that so many have tried to paint him out to be. It's just to say, man, we don't know nothing. We don't know what these dudes are doing. We don't know what's going. We can't get in their head. You follow Deshaun Watson on Instagram, they paint one picture for you, and he wouldn't be the only person to do this, to be living a, uh, a, now I don't want to call it a fake life, but to be, Presenting one thing to you on Instagram, but doing something totally contradictory on the other end. But you see him on Instagram, and you think, "Oh, Deshaun's in love. He's got this beautiful girlfriend. Uh, really a really a flawless girlfriend. It, 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 you know, it, at least in terms of attractiveness. I don't. I don't know her personally. Met her once. Don't know her personally. And more famous than him on Instagram. Got like a million more followers than he does on Instagram." It's going good. They out there in, in 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 Mexico. Uh they on yachts, they on the water, they doing their thing. They out here traveling power couple it look like. Got it made. Man, what an example. Couple goals, all of that. Man, we don't know. You don't know what's going on. You don't know their story for real. I was at Tony Busby's office on Friday, last Friday, when he had that press conference. And, and that was actually when I found out that Deshaun Watson's people had known about this for a little over a month or around about a month. And, and of course, Brian Bernie has validated that with his statement on having talked to one of these accusers back in January. But one of the things that... I've said I'm kinda waiting on now if this thing doesn't get settled or somehow resolved before it gets to this point is what these depositions look like. What is what would what would a Deshaun Watson testimony sound like under these circumstances and in response to these allegations? What would that sound like? Honest question that I had about this with Deshaun As I was reading through the details in the lawsuit and just trying to apply common sense to what's going on here. Because one thing I want to point out real quick about the conspiracy theories is that as fun as you might have in your head with the idea of Cal McNair and Tony Busby conspiring to get back at Deshaun or as convenient as it might be to just look at these women as gold diggers, as opportunists, it is unfortunately much more likely that the dude mistreated the woman. Like all of those theories that we came up with, whether it's collusion on the part of the McNairs and Busby, or if it's gold digging, lying, doing it for clout, the thing that is actually much more common and believable unfortunately is the dude dogging the woman mistreating the woman not properly respecting and valuing the woman as a person as a human it's kind of a theme De- deshaun watson would not be unique in this way it's kind of a theme it's an it's an unfortunate reality and so to the point about depositions and testimony and what that would look like and sound like, I kept thinking about whether Deshaun, and I don't I don't know him on a personal level like this. So I'm just throwing it out there. Does Deshaun know exactly what consent is? And that's just not, that's not just a knock on Deshaun. That's a, a lot of men still learning it inexcusably, inexplicably still learning what consent is. Does he know what it is? Because I think about Derek Rose's civil case that accused him and some friends of gang raping a young lady who was, I believe unconscious or something to that effect could not give consent because she was not coherent. And, Take it for what it's worth. But what the testimony revealed in that case is that Derek Rose did not, in fact, know what consent is or was. At least that's his testimony. And I just wonder how pervasive is that or how convenient of an excuse is that despite how ridiculous of an excuse it is. To at this point not understand that. To not get that right. I wonder. Because this could very well be. With it being a he said she said. And with some things being left up. To interpretation. We have not seen the ugliest parts of this yet. Focusing on. The particular. Brian Bernie comment. In the case that he's talking about. Because. That plaintiff is the first one to accuse Deshaun Watson of forcing her to have to perform oral sex on him. And I I just full transparency here. My first reaction to. You know, when I hear forced oral sex, you know, I immediately sort of recoil at the idea of it because I'm like, well, wait a minute, you know, oral sex requires enough participation that makes it feel and seem inherently consensual but I had a, I had some people check me on that and were like hey wait, wait wait, a minute this is why that thought is problematic and why you're just flat out wrong I'm honestly just now saying this publicly for the first time but when I first saw that I'm like forced oral sex how's that happen well I mean, read it. She says she was coerced. I've never been coerced to do anything. I I am speaking from a place of privilege, having never been a woman, having never been in a situation where I'm around someone or I'm in front of someone who wants something from me that's very, very personal, deeply personal, and they could, in theory, just take it. They could just take it if they wanted to. I, I I can't relate to that. So that was easy for me to overlook. But there already seems to be a dispute about the first allegation of forced or coerced oral sex. Brian Bernie says that this woman tried to blackmail him for thirty thousand dollars. Wanted to get $30,000 out of Deshaun or she was going to tell about this supposedly embarrassing encounter between the two of them, which she supposedly told Brian Bernie was consensual. Now, the court document says that it wasn't consensual. Did this woman admit to Brian Bernie to committing the sex act itself despite not wanting to? Or did she say, yeah, I wanted to do it. But now I want $30,000. So I don't tell nobody. Either way, either this is one of the most heinous, vicious, nastiest witch hunts that we've ever seen in our lifetimes. Or Deshaun Watson is like a lot of other men out here who don't respect women, who don't respect their boundaries, who don't respect their professionalism, who's only out for the one thing. It's either that or this major conspiracy, and I guess there's the slight chance that this is all just some kind of misunderstanding. That's it for this edition of the B Block Podcast. Make sure that you are subscribing, liking, reviewing, rating, sharing, doing all of those things that are necessary to support a podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Brandon K. Scott. I will catch y'all next time.